I'm Atiti from the D Podcast Show, and this is our Wind Down Wednesday segment. I am super excited that you chose to join us this evening, as we are going to be talking about voters registration, what's the process, and we're also going to cover if you are ready to become a poll worker. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about the process of what it takes to be registered as well as if you're interested in actually becoming a part of the process. And when I say becoming a part of the process, I mean, are you interested in learning to be an election worker, right? We're also going to cover some important dates to remember. And as I said, one of the biggest perks about this is are you ready to actually be a part of the process? And when I say be a part of the process, we're talking about actually getting involved, right? Getting involved, getting out there, being a part of this year's voting, mega, interesting, outstanding, phenomenal process. And I say, TT, why are you emphasizing on this? Well, because I want to let you know a few things. First of all, your voice matters. You are important. We can't do this without you. We need all voices. If you are 18 and older, we need you. And if you say, well, I don't really know what I need to do. I'm going to recap. How do you register? Things of that nature. And then I'll bring you into the important dates to remember, as well as how to actually become a poll or election worker. Okay? I told you I got something for everybody, and that's exactly what I meant. So let's go back over to the process, okay? We we talked about this last week. Are you registered to vote? If you're not registered to vote, what do you do? How do I vote? What's the process, right? The first thing is you want to verify that you're eligible, okay? Then the second thing is you want to fill out the application to get yourself eligible. Then you want to do... The ultimate, submit the application. You can go to your city township clerk's office to process the application because that's where it gets processed. And then finally, yes, you would actually be registered. Now, it's really important that you understand that if you are going to use one of the three methods to register and to vote, that you pay attention to the dates. Okay, the important registration dates can be found on the website. You can go to michigan.gov or you could go right to www.vote.org slash voter dash registration dash deadlines. Once you click over there, it's going to give you the deadlines based on your state. We're Michiganders, right? We're doing it the Michigan way. So you would click on the Michigan link. And it's going to tell you in person anytime up to 8 p.m. on election day at your city or township clerk office, the voter registration deadline is 15 days before election day. Now, if you submit an application form through a voter's registration drive or deliver it to your county clerk or state secretary's office, same thing applies. If you choose to do it by mail, a lot of people do it by mail. My mother is someone who does it by mail because she doesn't have the energy to stand in those long, long lines. And she doesn't want to be around all the people. So she said, I still want my voice to matter. My mother is 74 years old. So you have to make sure that you get that in that mail. It must be postmarked 
15 days before election day. You got that 15 day window. If you choose to do it online, some people are technical people. You could do that, but you have to also be mindful of the 15 day before election day process. Now, if you have missed the voter registration deadline, let's just say you do, you could still register to vote and cast a ballot at the same time during early voting or on election day at your city or township clerk's office. Please don't go to your polling locations. You can't register there, okay? If you plan to register in person, you have to do that within 14 days of election day. And you'll need to present your proof of residency and make sure that you follow under those guidelines. Now, I know you're like, oh my God, that's so much. Don't get overwhelmed. It's okay. That's why we say trust the process. You know that saying, oh, trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. Now, you might say, okay, I'm a Michigander. I'm a resident, but does it disqualify me? Here's a few tips. You also have to be a citizen of the United States. Now, I said you have to be 18 when you vote, right? You could be at least 17.5 years old. I know, you know, you hear people say, oh yeah, how old is she? Oh, she's 18 months. She's 21 months. 17.5, right? By the time you vote, you should be 18. We don't want no hiccups. Please be 18. You could just have turned 18. You qualify. You must also be a resident of Michigan when you register. Remember, we're Michiganders, but we also have been blessed to have people move to Michigan from all over the place. And that's fine wherever you come from. Just make sure you get to your Secretary of State and you make sure you change your address and get that in the system as well as your United States Post Office. Here's another fun fact. Even though if you just relocated here, you have to be a resident in your city or your township for at least 30 days when you vote. So you know how we had those 15 days before? If you just moved here, you still have time. I need you to put that on your to-do list. Get your appointment as Secretary of State. It's easier than it used to be last year or the year before due to the pandemic. You can't just walk into Secretary of State anymore. But there are some offices that actually do take walk-ins. I can't tell you where those are, but I am aware that there are some offices, but do it right. I don't want you to take time off and go and just pop up. Well, they should see me. It doesn't work like that. Let's follow the rules and practice the protocols so that we can be legitimately registered. And you must not be confined in jail or prison after being convicted and sentenced. Of course, you wouldn't even be able to get out there, right? So we're not going to really worry about that. But I definitely wanted to make sure that you knew that important fact. That is a very important fact. I don't want you to say, well, I didn't know that part. No, we know that that's important because voting is important, is very important. And we, like I said, we can't do this thing without you. You know, this is for everybody, where, whatever state you're in, but I'm really focused on the state of Michigan because I'm a Michigander. I'm a D girl, right? So we know that it's very, very important that we do that. It's imperative. Okay? It's so important. Now, let's jump on over to this other important factor. Now, some of you may be interested in actually becoming a poll worker, election worker, OK? 
okay? And that means that you would be able to help your community vote on November 8th. You might say, hmm, interesting, yeah, and guess what? You also can make some money, get trained, and add this to your repertoire of skill set, right? You can make money doing something that's going to not only be useful for you, but for other people. Now, how do I do that, TT? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you're wondering. Go to www.michigan.gov and click on Democracy MVP. Once you click on that link, it's going to tell you how to become an election worker. It's going to let you know you're going to get trained, get paid, and help your community by serving as an election inspector. Example, a poll worker. We call you know, poll workers. Local election clerks across the state are seeking individuals skilled in technology and project management to serve as election inspector, precinct chair people. Join the team. If you're interested in serving, complete the steps that I just ran over earlier, but you could also go right to the website as I'm telling you and get it firsthand. In this process, there are three steps to becoming a poll worker. Step one, complete the Democracy MVP election inspector interest form. Once submitted, your information will then be provided to the local election clerks that are looking to hire workers for the upcoming election. Step two, apply with a local clerk directly. You can increase your chances of being hired to serve as an election worker on election day by contacting your local clerk's office. So for instance, I'm in Oakland County. I would call my clerk's office in Oakland County and I would inquire. Okay, if you're in Wayne County, Genesee County, Macomb County, you get it. Whatever county you're in, in Michigan, you all have a clerk's office. And step three, wait to be contacted. Applying as an election inspector is applying for a job, just like any other means. If you go into a Target or an office or a company or organization, you still got to go to the process. And this means you may be contacted by a local clerk to be hired, or you may not. For the updates on your application, you could also contact your clerk's office to say, hey, I would just like to check the status of my application. And then you'll be able to tap in and find out what the key responsibilities are, the importance of the process, you know, any other questions you have, you definitely can pose to them. It's very important that you ask the questions. If you don't know and you don't ask, you'll never know. And what's important is that we want to make sure that you're educated. Michigan Nonprofit Association has made it their business, part of their mission, to make sure that we are educated on things that's happening in our state. So a lot of times, especially when it has to deal with voting and rights and just being fair practices and things of that nature, you definitely can check out what MNA is doing. They try to keep us in a loophole because voting matters. You might think to yourself, does it? Does my voice matter? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I can't tell you how important it is for you to get out and vote in Michigan for this election, which is November 8th. That's our voting day, ladies and gentlemen. November 8th. Now, let me tell you something else you might not know. Absentee ballot deadlines you can receive you should have received, but if you haven't, you could request them, okay? If you're gonna vote absentee and you should receive them by November 4th, but you have to return them by November 8th. 
they have to be received. You have to use the same process if you get the absentee ballot. You still have to submit it 15 days prior to election day. Let's not be silly and think like, well, I'm doing absentee. I understand that. That's fine. But you still have deadlines. The registration deadline by mail postmarked 15 days before would put you at October 24th. In person, remember, we can go the day of, right? But you have to be registered. And online, that 15-day grace is October 24th. That's a hard date. That's your 15-day mark in order to be eligible to vote. And then if you're thinking, I want to early vote, I want to vote early and get it out the way, that's going to be a location-by-location basis. Okay? And, of course, we're not here to tell you who to vote for, how to vote. But the polls will be open on November 8th, which is a Tuesday, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day long. A lot of jobs are making it more and more accessible for us to get out and vote because they know our voices matter. So take that opportunity, even if that means you might have to say, hey, I'm going to come in a little late because I'm getting to the polls. But they open at 7 a.m. You can get there at 6.30, 6 o'clock. Be the one or the first in line, get in, get out. Remember that hard deadline of October 24th is the online by mail date. Okay? It's very, 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 very important. It's so, so, so important. I can't tell you how important it is. I can emphasize, but it's so, so important that we use our voices. Right? You're voting for your U.S. Senate, your U.S. representatives, right? Your state primary people, okay? You need to start doing some research so you can find out who, what, when, where, why, how, right? We can't tell you who to vote for. I wouldn't want to even try to tell you who to vote for because that's your right. But exercise your right. Don't do what everybody's doing just because everybody's doing it. And then if you choose to go that route and then things don't work out, then you're looking like, oh, I should know I shouldn't. Well, if you know you shouldn't, then don't. So this PSA has been brought to you by Michigan Nonprofit Association. Diverse News is on the go. Okay? Diverse News is on the go. And you might say, hmm, what? What? Let me see. Um... What should I do? Where should I go? Where should I be? Well, I just told you where to be and how to go. But according to your city, your area, that's going to determine your location. Check it online. If you're a techie person, go right ahead. If you're not a tech person, that's fine. That's what the telephone is for. Call your clerk's office. Get more information. Pay attention to the commercials and all the things that will be coming. But don't let it sway your decision. It is your right, it is your voice, and it's time for us to use them. This is your girl, TT from the D. Remember, I'm a D girl from Michigan. I'm a Michigander. And I want to make sure that you are informed along with MNA, which is our Michigan Nonprofit Association. I will see you next time, but stay tuned in and check out all of the graphics we'll be sharing throughout the month to get you ready and in the month of October as we get closer to that 15-month 15 day mark we'll be having more and more information we want to make sure that you're informed you can check out tt from the d podcast show to get the most updated information regarding your voting opportunities i'll see you soon